Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Has a top Raw star been written off TV? Plus, a new Japan champion is injured and we celebrate some Emmy-nominated wrestling. For Wednesday, July 29th, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. If silence and deep sleep is what you seek, then allow me to help you. For tonight, you will fade to black. unusual case of Alistair Black. So that was the night Alistair Black made his Monday Night Raw debut. And it's been an interesting ride for Alistair Black since coming up to the main roster. And it seems as if for now that ride is on hold. It was reported by Dave Meltzer that Alistair Black is being written off WWE TV. And we don't know a timescale for when he is back. Now, if you watch Monday Night Raw, you will have seen uh, Alistair Black get beaten down by Seth Rollins and Murphy, uh, having his eye gouged on the steps, being curb stomped onto the floor, certainly left in a bad way. He had his arm badly injured the week before. It certainly feels like they are writing off Alistair Black. There were some reports going around as well that Vince McMahon wasn't massively sold on Alistair Black's character. And as any long-suffering wrestling fan will know, if Vince McMahon is not a fan, then it kind of hampers some of your progress. Now, uh, that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case, as there have been reports online uh, suggesting that McMahon has given up on Black, but there are also reports suggesting that he hasn't. Talk Sports Alex McCarthy uh, said the following. Uh, a WWE source tells me that Vince is a huge fan of the performer and of Tommy. Size, agility, skill, but he is worried the character is a gimmick and will limit him. And that is a concern that Vince McMahon has, apparently, that Alistair Black's character is is so out there that he's quite limited in terms of what he can do, which I don't know if I fully agree with. I think someone like Alistair Black has got a really unique style and presence that I think, instead of being sort of homogenized, should be capitalized upon. Um, 
whether or not Alistair Black truly is off TV for uh, a, a, maybe a gimmick shift, maybe a bit of a, a reimagining, we will we will wait and see. Other notes from Monday Night Raw. Dave Meltzer says there were many changes to Raw this past week. One of those uh, was for the Raw Women's Championship match. Uh, Belzer says the whole Asuka and Sasha Banks stuff was changed. Originally, Asuka was going to defend the title at SummerSlam against whoever injured Kyrie. That was at least as of Sunday night. I think it was either Sunday night or Monday morning of last week, right before the tapings, where they tore all that up. There was a couple of things that were torn up from Raw uh, on Monday night, including the main event, which was uh, set to be... Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. That match became a non-title match uh, just before the match got underway. And again, Meltzer talks on this one saying that there were plans uh, for it to be a title match. It was advertised as such. However, uh, those plans were torn up because WWE wanted uh, to focus on Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre instead. The plan was going to be, from what we understand, we were going to get Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title on Monday night. And then next week, they were going to begin the build to Randy Orton versus Drew for SummerSlam. That was the original plan. What then happened was either the night before or the morning of the show, very similar to the Raw Women's Championship situation, uh, that was changed and the writers and officials decided they didn't want to put off announcing Orton versus McIntyre until next week. They wanted to get the ball rolling on that match now. And they did. So they made Drew versus Dolph a non-title match to therefore secure that we're getting Orton versus Drew at SummerSlam. I don't know why you couldn't have still made that a title match. I feel like by taking that championship opportunity away, you just you you made that match a bit redundant. And you just further pushed Dolph Ziggler back down again. In fact, the 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 changing of this match in particular i think had a bad effect on the ratings it was uh, monday night's raw that brought in 1.6 overnight viewers uh, which is a touchdown on last week which is the second lowest number that the show has done in that three hour slot uh, the final hour of raw was what pretty much finished it off it kind of floated around the same number for the first two hours but in the final hour it dropped from 1.6 to 1.4 and it would make it the lowest watched hour overall in modern history. And when you consider that you had Drew versus Dolph for the WWE title in that main event and then changed it halfway, and then changed it like the 11th hour pretty much, and then spent the first half of the show pushing towards Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton for SummerSlam, it really makes that match redundant. So you get the impression that people moved away from that match because, well... They, the outcome was obvious. It was more so obvious than it was before. No, nonetheless, uh, we are now on the road to Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre for SummerSlam. Uh, if you missed it yesterday, uh, we went through Monday Night Raw, you and I. A brand new episode of Raw Graded is on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. You can check out uh, how Monday Night Raw rolled and how much this changing of the main event affected the the feeling around the match watch raw graded to get my thoughts on it and ross shares his as well on wtf moments uh, that and some of the more weird and wonderful moments from monday night raw with ross on the youtube channel right now
So this comes from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Due to an injury to his left shoulder, NJPW medical staff have determined that Hiromu Takahashi will not be able to appear on cards from tonight's Hamatsu event. Changes have been made to cards for tonight and Friday in Corican Hall accordingly. We apologize to fans who are looking forward to seeing Takahashi wrestle and appreciate your understanding. Hiromu Takahashi is expected to return in time for his scheduled IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship defense against Taiji Ishimori at Jingu Stadium on August the 29th. Now, uh, yesterday, or tonight and tomorrow, we were set to get six-man tag team main events at New Japan. It was going to be uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Night, uh, sorry, teaming with Naito and Bushi against Evil Dick Togo and Taiji Ishimori. That was meant to be your main event uh, for tonight and tomorrow as part of the tour. Uh, both matches have now been changed uh, into just standard tag team matches with Naito and Bushi taking on Evil and Ishimori. Uh, Takahashi, we're expected to make a full recovery, be back in action by the end of August. I feel like Takahashi is on the bubble. I feel like Takahashi could potentially step up to the, the, the heavyweight division full time before the year is out. I feel like he's going to drop the junior heavyweight championship and move on from there to uh, to mix it up with evil once again also from new japan a uh, running on friday nights through july lions break collision was an immense success on new japan pro wrestling world as collision came to an end on july 24th keen viewers will have seen a tease for a brand new concept titled njpw strong to begin on August the 7th. This Friday, July 31st, at the regular start time of 10 Eastern, 9 Central, New Japan Pro Wrestling invites fans and members of the media to tune into a special online press conference on New Japan World to formally announce New Japan Strong and what to expect from this incredible new venture. Now, PW Insider has confirmed that the show is gonna be taped in California uh, like Lions Break Collision. It's going to use an empty arena with production from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, the team from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. It'll have a cool feel to it. Uh, New Japan were meant to really break America this year, and obviously what with COVID-19 putting the stoppers on everything on planet Earth, uh, their, their momentum was somewhat halted, but it's nice to see those plans for New Japan of America finally start to, to kick into gear. Chatting to Christy Olsen, Brandy Rhodes was talking about AEW's deadly draw, uh, the women's tag team tournament. Uh, we're going to find out more about that tonight on Dynamite. But Brandy said, we're going to explain how these teams come together on Dynamite. And then you might see a team or two come together. I, of course, am very hopeful that the tournament is something that can continue to happen as it's going to bring great opportunities to a lot of women who don't normally get to be seen on Dynamite or on AEW Dark as often as we'd like to now when she was asked about her chances in the tournament with the other half of the nightmare sisters ali brandy said there is the factor that the nightmare sisters could maybe not be together in the tournament at all since that hasn't been clear so we will also see on wednesday with the rules what they mean for the nightmare sisters i'm honestly hoping that we are together because again i feel like we've just gotten our footing so it'd be kind of sad to tear us apart at this point gives me the impression that the the deadly draw very much like the lethal lottery very much like wcw battle bowl very much like joker's wild in tna it's going to be a a randomizer tag team tournament and these have mixed these have mixed um mixed success across the wrestling world uh, battle bowl which wcw did 
back in like the mid the early mid the early 90s i believe it was uh, had very had a very bizarre setup it very much felt like the most random tournament you've ever known and i think right they're a bit more creative with how they put it together it could be an interesting time and it also is a great way to showcase more women wrestling on AEW. That's something that AEW has been taking to task over quite a bit since its inception. A lack of female representation on Dynamite and Dark. And putting on a tag team tournament uh, in the women's division, I think it's going to help put some new names and some new faces on TV. Speaking on Busted Open Radio, EC3 was asked if anybody had his back in WWE and got into a conversation about sort of the system that he worked through. EC3 said, I think I had people in my corner, but nobody that would openly step up because everyone is job scared and apprehensive. No one wants to rock the boat. They would say, man, I can't believe they did that. They don't let you talk. Well, they are in production meetings. They can say something. I've had one-on-ones with Vince. I've been through waits four hours in the hallway and they were always good and productive. They saw, he saw me for what I am. I look good, I work good, but I'm not the workhorse. He doesn't make money off those guys. He makes money off guys with charisma, which I have. I have natural ability. Whatever promo he saw of me, he saw one promo and thought it was over the top. Well, that was one. And you know I can always scale it back. I just think it's funny you don't talk. Well, it's only killing me inside, but it's your show. I pitched him a bunch of different things. There's a video I shot with Drake Maverick, and we think this will be great. And then it never happens. After a while, you become desensitized. And I will take accountability that I stopped caring because nothing mattered. So I'm totally to blame for nothing towards the end from happening besides the fact that I was out with a concussion. But it all worked out, I guess, how it should. EC3 now back in Impact Wrestling, uh, starting something uh, built around the narrative. And we're seeing that great promo work from EC3 once again. The Miz was on 411 Wrestling talking about the return of John Morrison, how those two rekindled their dirt sheet success from the mid noughties uh, Miz and Miz said, having John Morrison back has kind of revamped me, if you will. It makes me feel better, and John tests my ability both physically and mentally. He's an out-of-the-box thinker. He thinks like no one else I've met in my entire life. And I sometimes, you've got to tone him down and go, that was a bit too out of the box. But I think together, it's just immense chemistry. And we've been creating some really memorable moments. And honestly, memorable songs that people still sing to me. Uh, Miz and Morrison apparently are also working on something new. Miz said, when we did our first song, it was a joke. And then the second song was even better. And it made me realize I can actually sing. Even though I can't, I don't have a good voice. Neither does John. But we made a song that our voices, makes our voices sound like angels. So we're working on a new song now that's going to be the summer hit, even though the summer is almost over. Following Mustafa Ali's loss on Raw this past Monday, Mick Foley tweeted out, Ali brings so much to the WWE table. Class act, outstanding wrestler, huge potential for international attention. Why make him seem like just another guy? Now, Mick Foley, like many, were upset with the way that Mustafa Ali sort of got, for the lack of a better term, jobbed out on Raw by Bobby Lashley. But I am going to be the better obscure company. And if this leads to either Ali getting a big win over Lashley or Ali becoming the US champion, I think it's all worth it. Tasha Banks became the Raw Women's Champion on Monday, as we talked earlier on today. Uh, her cousin, Snoop Dogg, WWE Hall of Famer Snoop Dogg, 
uh, had uh, a big congratulatory message for her on Instagram. Following the show, Snoop shared a photo of Sasha Banks holding the belt, writing, congrats to my cousin, the champ is here. And we wish our best to Betty Gilpin, a.k.a. Liberty Bell from Glow on Netflix. She was nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series in the 2020 Emmy Awards. Uh, This is the second year in a row that Gilpin has gone for that nomination. Uh, Glow's also received noms uh, in Outstanding Production Design for a narrative program for the episode Up, Up, Up. Uh, Outstanding Sound Editing as well for a comedy or drama for the episode The Libertines. If you've not binged watched glow yet make sure you do uh it is an excellent show big fan of glow great cast lots of love letters to professional wrestling through there awesome kong plays a blinder as the welfare queen and mark maron's in it one of the greatest podcasters on planet earth at cultaholic.com there's details on when we can expect to see charlotte flair back in wwe on the podcast feed A brand new episode of Desert Island Graps drops tonight, featuring Pro Wrestling Eve champion Rhea O'Reilly. I can't wait to share her story. She talks about training with Lance Storm. She talks about her journey uh, leaving Ireland and heading to the UK to work with Pro Wrestling Eve. And she talks about the time that she broke her ankle and used Kota Ibushi as a weapon in the same match. That's later on the podcast feed. On the Cultaholic YouTube channel, Ross and Jen put their Gary YouTube hats on for NXT Women's Champions tier list. They are going to break down every single Women's Champion in the history of NXT and uh, rank them accordingly. It's, It's a heartwarming listen and one that will no doubt get you talking as well. Also, Adam is back tonight on the Cultaholic YouTube channel with live reactions to NXT. You can watch him uh, heading over to the YouTube channel later on. There'll be a reminder on the channel soon. And on our Twitch channel, Jack and Owen later today are playing Football Manager. They are continuing their journey, saving Sunderland. I guess somebody has to save Sunderland. Twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic. If you want to join Jack and Owen, playing football manager later on tonight i will speak to you tomorrow don't forget to join us love you bye hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 